You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals. Locked On Cardinals is a daily podcast talking everything St. Louis Cardinals. Today is Thursday, September the 17th. My name is Lucas Smith, your host for the show. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope you're having a good Thursday, whether you're commuting or you're on a, on a workout or wherever you're listening at, whatever you're listening on, whatever platform. Thanks for listening. I uh, do appreciate it. Um, today's Thursday, and we have... Somehow, another Cardinal split to talk about. So we will talk about the, uh, the the split the Cardinals had yesterday. Kind of talk about what the postseason looks like as the Cardinals are one game under the 500 mark with uh, just over a week to go. Uh, but first of all, I do want to say a thank you. I don't know if you guys saw my Twitter yesterday. LJ Fastball kind of tweeting out, uh, Locked On Network is having some record, record-shattering uh, episode days and, and weeks Um and I just want to, want to thank you guys for listening and being a part of that because without you guys, we couldn't do any of this. So big thanks to you guys. Um, thanks for listening and hope that you continue to listen and interact with me as this journey of mine and Locked On's journey continues. So I just wanted to give my personal thanks to everybody. Um, and without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about the win first because I, you know me, I like to start positive because, um, you know, Let's just stay as positive as we can most of the time, right? So let's go ahead and, and start with uh, game number one here with the Cardinals winning 4-2. It, it did not look good to start uh, start the day with Wainwright giving up a, a, a two-run shot in the first to uh, Keston Huria, uh, the second baseman, who I, I like him a lot. I think Huria is a nice player. Uh, but, then, but then after that, Wainwright did what Wainwright does. Wainwright was able to settle in and give the Cardinals exactly what they need and deliver in a big moment again. Adam Wainwright has been the most consistent pitcher on this team. He is the leader of this team. And based on 2020 results, he is the absolute ace of this team. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, he, He was able to go the complete game. Yes, it was only seven innings, but... It's a complete game, and even if it wasn't, even if it was a nine-inning game, him going seven innings saved this Cardinal bullpen who had been absolutely taxed following an 18-3 loss. Uh, Jack Flaherty was unable to go deep in yesterday's game, or excuse me, in uh, in Tuesday game when, when the Cardinals needed him to. Wainwright was able to go deep in Wednesday's game when the Cardinals needed him to. He only walked one, gave up four hits, struck out nine men. His ERA drops to 2.87. He is just I mean, they're, they're, I'm running out of words to describe what Adam Wainwright has meant to this team. Every time the Cardinals have needed him to step up, he has done just that and really more. Um, he, he has provided moments after moments in his Cardinal career, but even more so this season. You look at his game logs. Uh, his first start of the year, he went six innings and impressed. But beyond that, look at the moments that the Cardinals needed him to do. His first start, he was the game one starter following... The uh, following the COVID outbreak, and he, he he goes five innings to really give the Cardinals some length. Then he goes against Kansas City and is able to go seven innings, retiring the last 15 men he saw. A couple days, uh, two starts later, he salvages a series win against Cleveland by going nine innings, um, saving the bullpen, saving the series. Um, you look at the Chicago series, he's almost able to go to the distance there on the September the 5th. 
able to go six and a third and really give the Cardinals exactly what they need. And he did that again last night. This is a man that just straight up delivers when you need him to deliver. Adam Wainwright, most consistent pitcher of the year 2020, leader of this staff both on the mound and in the dugout. I really hope that guys like Ponce de Leon, Dakota Hudson, and Jack Flaherty, who are going to be here for what we can assume is longer than uh, Wainwright's going to be, hopefully they learn a few things from Mr. Wainwright Um, because he is just absolutely dominating the level right now, especially he's 39 years old. He's pitching better than he has in, you know, five years. He pitched well last season, but I mean – not to this level. He still had an ERA close to four last year, and this year's ERA, like I said, down to 2.87. So can't say enough about Mr. Wainwright. And I don't want to take anything away, to be quite honest with you, from the Milwaukee Brewers starter, uh, Brandon Woodruff, who pitched really well. He's coming off a good start against Chicago, and he, he also went the complete game. He went seven innings, gave up seven hits, four runs, three of those earned. Now, when you look at this game, when you look at what the Cardinals are able to do offensively, um, you see some bright spots start to shine. I mean, in game two, those bright spots, bright spots kind of diminished. <laughs> the lights kind of dimmed a little bit. But you see what this offense has the capability of doing against, you know, not, not necessarily top-of-the-line starter, but against a quality starter. You see Tyler O'Neill hit a home run. Both positives I like on this one is one of them, it was an opposite field home run. The other reason is because it was with two strikes. Two innings later, he's able to do some situational hitting with getting a fly ball to the outfield and scoring scoring a run. That That's huge. That's something the Cardinals have not been able to do. That's something um, O'Neal has not been able to do. Um, and then in the fifth, Harrison Bader creates a little bit. Um, there's, there's an error that allows him to reach. Um, Molina grounds out to third, and on that play, Bader is ground ball to third base. Third baseman, uh, Jace Peterson, kind of looked back a little bit but it wasn't long enough, so Bader was still able to get kind of an extra hop. And as soon as Peterson threw the ball, uh, Bader took off for third. Jericho couldn't get the ball out of the glove in time to throw him out. And then the next batter later, uh, Tommy Edmond scores on uh, a double. And I, I know I tweeted this out. I love what Tommy Edmond brings to the table. I think he's a really good, solid baseball player, kind of a traditional baseball player. If you think of it, solid fielder, sprays the ball around. I mean, the double he hit was right down the left field line. So, I mean, I think that that's uh, – that's impressive in and of itself. And then you, you go, the, the final run they got was on a Brad Miller home run. When Brad Miller hits a home run, he hits a home run. Um, you know, I, I took a look back at his um, his home run distances this year, including the one he hit last night. Th- these are his home run distances in, in feet. 420 feet, 367 feet, 368 feet, 417, 423, 446, and 421. He has power. There's no doubt about it. He's in a bit of a slump right now, but he was able to go two for three in game one. Um, game two is a little bit of a story when he goes over three, so his average sits at 265, but his OPS is 909. So he's still getting on base and driving the ball when he does. He, you know, I wouldn't say he saved the game for the Cardinals in game one by any means. The, the savior, the stopper of the game was Mr. Wainwright, but home run's home run. You're not going to... Um, debate that. So the Cardinals didn't really have a lot of opportunities to run a scoring position. That's pretty much always the stat that I look at uh, when I'm done watching game. What they do with runners and scoring position and how many runners uh, did they leave on base because that's been a huge, huge, huge problem for St. Louis this year. That's no secret. Um, and in game one, they were just one for four and they only left two runners on base. So um, 
no complaints in game one. I really don't think you can complain. Molina had a hit coming off of the injury. Um, Justin Williams was one for three. I think that he can be an answer. Um, when you look at the Cardinals outfield, he's young, so I don't know if he'll burst on the scene by any means. Um, 25 years old, kid can play. I tweeted out a, a thread of stats uh, on Twitter that I encourage you to go take a look at, and I will um, share some of those now. Um, he he really has done nothing but hit when you when you look at his um, his his baseball reference page, and you could just tell he, he's got a good bat. And um, in the career slash line, it's seven minor league seasons, two ninety six, three forty two, four thirty six is his slash line. So that that's pretty good. Um, last year across Double A, Triple A, hit eight home runs in fifty three games, um, slugged forty four. Um, Mexican Pacific Winter League, he hit eight doubles in 31 games, drove in 17. So, kid can play. I think that he can be a valuable asset to the team, and that's just one of the positives that I talked about for game number one. 4-2 the winner, so, I mean, the Cardinals were able to, you know, get, get back on the winning ways after getting demolished on, on Tuesday night, but, but sadly, game number two would not prove to be uh, as kind to the Cardinal team. But I will talk about that um, in just a moment, as well as look at a little bit of the playoff picture. But first, let's uh, let's talk about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. Go to rockauto.com today to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds, that's right, hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Speaking of prices, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, before we talk about Game 2 in the playoff picture, just a heads up for Friday's show, I will be recapping the game tonight between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Pirates uh, are hosting this one. First pitch is going to be at uh, 6.05 Central Standard Time, but I will preview that in just a little bit. But be sure to tune in. Um, be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals, and be further to subscribe to the show on wherever you get your podcasts and rate it as well. Let me know what you think. Uh, game two was, I don't want to say over from the get-go, but it was pretty much over from the get-go. Uh, Johan Oviedo got the start. He's, he's shown flashes of, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say brilliance, but flashes of um, of goodness, flashes of what we can expect from him with, with his stuff, I think. Um, but overall, he's just not major league ready. and He's pitching out of necessity right now in terms of a starting rotation. He gave up four runs in the first three of them coming off of a Ryan Braun home run. And Ryan Braun is an absolute thorn in the Cardinals' side. Um, in 191 career games, he's hitting 278 with 29 home runs and 93 driven in. Uh, 
and he, he's just, you know, that, that's just over a, a year's worth of, of playing time. Like I say, the 190 games. He is, you know, when he's on, it, it's hard to get anything by him. Um, but I will say that my favorite memory of Ryan Braun is, is him striking out all the time in a 2011 NLDS. <laughs> Remember, uh, LaRusso would always bring in Octavio Dotel to pitch against him. But I digress, and I will continue talking about what he did last night, which was hit a 3-1 home run in the first inning to really sink the Cardinals. Um, Oviedo was unable to get out of that unscathed. He gave up four runs total in the first inning. His final line was five and a third, seven hits, six runs. Five of those were earned, two walks, and five punch outs. Gave up two home runs. The other one came to uh, came against Mr. Nottingham in the sixth inning uh, with a two-run blast. Uh, what you don't like to see is Brad Miller uh, had a, had a, a f- drop foul ball for an error and Weeders with another pass ball. Seems like he has trouble catching the ball sometimes. He had trouble with Alex Reyes in Game Two of the doubleheader on uh, Monday night, um, so that's kind of kind of concerning. But you know, you know, Oviedo, he he really impressed me a lot. I'll be the first to say I was really, really, really impressed whenever he burst onto the scene with five shutout innings against the Cubs. I think maybe gave up a run or two. I'm not really sure. Um, but since then, he's really struggled. You know, first inning, he hits, obviously, El Garcia on the first pitch. He walks Yelich, gives up a homer, walks Uriah, and then he's able to get out of it with a double play, uh, sacrifice fly, and strikes out Arcia. And then from then on, he really pitches okay. I mean, not, not to be whatever. I don't want to take away from his performance because um, – in innings two through five, he didn't give up any runs. And then in the sixth, they got him again, like I say. So I think that he's still a little bit ways away. Mr. Is uh, Johan Oviedo. Seth Elledge came in to get the last two outs, one of them on a strikeout. So Oviedo, and you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but we, we you see what, at least I see, what Schilt and what management likes out of him. Uh, what I didn't like about this game was the complete total and utter lack of offense. Uh, they struck out nine times in seven innings. They Yeah, they worked two walks, but they weren't able to get any runs home. They didn't have any extra base hits. They were 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. And, you know, credit to, to Brent Suter for keeping the Cardinals in check for the first three innings and really um, ending any hopes that the Cardinals had. Uh, Freddie Peralta came in and pitched really well. Uh, he struck out the side in one of his two innings of work. Delvin Williams flashed his dominance. His ERA drops to a minuscule .43. So this Milwaukee pitching staff is not one to to laugh at or to sneeze at, as I like to say. So I was honestly more disappointed by the offense than I was disappointed about Johan Oviedo because I don't really have a whole lot of expectations for Oviedo because if he pitches well, great. But if he doesn't, like I say, he's a rookie. He's got time to develop. Whereas this offense, is it the strongest of offenses? No, but it's an offense that has gotten consistent playing time for the most part in terms of these guys are playing every day. Oviedo has not been playing or pitching on a regular basis because of a possible COVID outbreak. Uh, But this offense just simply didn't, didn't perform. The only guys with hits were Tommy Edmund and Paul DeYoung. And, you know, you like to see the top of the order getting hits, but nobody else had a hit. Paul Goldschmidt was 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. He, he did walk once. Brad Miller was 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. So the strikeouts are coming from, the, you know, your, your 3 and 4 hitters, which you don't want to see. And Brad Miller, that was his fifth error. And he does not play often enough to justify the fact of him having five errors. So this loss... Is, a, is an unfortunate one. It, it puts the Cardinals down a, a game in the, in the standings in terms of their 22 and 23. They're now tied. Uh, as I look at MLB.com standings as of this recording late Wednesday night, they're now tied with the Reds in the division. They're both five games back of Chicago, Milwaukee six back. 
And as of right now, like I say, of this recording, the Cubs and Indians are tied, but the Cubs are threatening uh, in the bottom half of the seventh. So who knows? Um, this is quite an, an interesting time to be a sub-500 team. The Reds swept the Pirates. They've won five of their last five in a row, six of their last seven. With nine games left, they're 25-26 and 26 and fighting for a playoff spot. This is 2020. Welcome to 2020, where a sub-500 team could easily make the playoffs. And depending on what team it is, could easily make a run at a Royal Series trophy, to be quite frank with you. That's how confident I am in 2020 being completely and utterly weird. This Cardinal offense we've seen can get on a roll for a couple games here and there, so maybe they sneak past the Cubs and... You go from there, this Milwaukee Brewers team can outburst for runs. We've seen them score 18 and 19 in the last couple, in the last week or so um, uh, with the against the Cardinals and Tigers. Excuse me, the Indians and Cubs are in the ninth inning. I uh, was looking at looking at a, an old score. So they're in the ninth inning, still tied. So we'll see how that game ends up. Maybe it'll finish by the time I'm recording. Who knows? Probably won't because I'm pretty much wrapping up here. don't want to keep you guys too much longer because I know you guys have things to do and you don't want to listen to my voice all day. But... Um, this postseason hope is getting dimmer and dimmer um, with, with each agonizing loss. With with each loss that the Cardinals should win, it's getting less and less likely. So the good news is the Cardinals have five games against the, in my opinion, one of the weaker teams in Major League Baseball. They have the worst record in Major League Baseball right now with 14 wins and 34 losses, negative 84 run differential. That's pretty bad. That's worse than the, worse than the, in the majors as well. Uh, Texas is not far behind there. Um, so that, that's good. Cardinals have a chance to really make some ground here. But we also remember the last time the Cardinals played the Pittsburgh Pirates, they got swept out of a doubleheader. So you, you still just never know with this wild 2020 season. Uh, the Cardinals need to take advantage of the fact that they're playing the Pittsburgh Pirates five times. They've got to win these games. At bare minimum, they need to win e- each of the next three series to have a chance at the postseason. I might be stating the office here, and that's fine. I just need it to be stated so you guys know that I realize that my blind confidence in this team, I still recognize the fact that we are running out of time here for the St. Louis Cardinals. They've got to win 3 out of 5. I think that a sweep at Kansas City needs to be expected, and they've got to win 3 out of 5 against Milwaukee back home starting the 24th of September. So it, it's, it's, it's crunch time. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I can be as confident as I want in the Cardinal pitching. The Cardinal offense has to step up. Um, and tonight they're going to be facing off against the tatted-up lefty of Stephen Brault, who's looking for his first win um, in his ninth start tonight, 0-3 with an ERA over 5. Hudson is 3-2 and with an ERA under 3. You guys know how I feel about Hudson. Um, I think that he's really good. I think that he's found his mojo. I think that he's found the ability to not walk as many people. He only ran into trouble last start against the Reds when he did walk people. So I like what Hudson brings to the table. And Stephen Bluth is a guy that has struggled this year, but with the way the Cardinals play against struggling pitchers, they'll probably he'll probably throw a shutout. But um, hoping that's not the case. And with my baseball expertise, with my biases out of the way, I, think, I still think the Cardinals win this one without my. Um, Jokes out of the way, I should say, not my bias. But without my with the jokes out of my way, I say Hudson pitches the Cardinals to a win and gets the weekend series started off correctly. So uh, that's all I got. Be sure to subscribe to the show at LO underscore Cardinals on Instagram or Twitter as well. Follow that. Follow me on Twitter, LJFastball. Uh, be sure to interact with me. Email the show, LockedOnCards at gmail.com with comments, complaints, or concerns. Love to answer you guys' uh, questions and everything. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, w- without you guys listening, I couldn't continue to do what I do. So thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay well. Have a great day, everybody.